You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. It's me, Mario. How's that, Justin? That was great. Was that was that all right? You committed. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I, I, I felt like I, uh, I could say Mario. I was going to say Brian, but then I was like, no, it won't roll off right. It, it won't. Yeah. So I had to say Mario. Well, I'm not going to lie. I was like, I, I think he's going to say something. I hope he commits to whatever he says because it's, <laughs> it's just glaringly there to enter with this one. Yeah. And you did it. And I think you nailed it. Yeah. Thank oh, you thank man. you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, if, if, it was unclear. We're talking Mario today, but I am one of your hosts, Brian, joined as always at, well, and it's becoming regular on, on the yeah. other side of, of the phone. My yes. partner in crime is Justin. How are you doing, Justin? I am doing well. Uh, you know, considering everything is, is just, just dandy. Great. Great. How are you doing, Brian? You know, pretty well. Again... You know, these multiple days or weeks without having actual physical human interaction are kind of weird, but, yeah, you know, I can get by. Yeah. I swear, I, I've probably said this a couple of times now, but I swear every week I just have so many distractions that I miss it, but I also have, like, video conferences with people, and I still, it's not the same, but I feel like I've... I, I'm not preferring this, but I could do this for a while. I think I could survive pretty long this way, even though it's not ideal. I did have to go um, into work, and I do love traffic. The the, the yeah. day or two that I did have to run into the office for me, I mean, there's just no traffic. There's nothing yeah. going on. N- nobody's out on the roads. Well, actually, surprisingly, there are more people than I thought out on the roads. But still... Yeah. In comparison to a rush hour traffic, there's nothing. No, I, what I will say is, and now I, I'm not a proponent of traffic either, but I will say that I am listening to less podcasts now because I'm not in my car as much. And I don't, you know, hopefully. You know, funny you say that because our numbers are a little down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, it makes sense. I mean, people are just. You know, I think, and I do believe that it'll they'll jump back up just because, you know, people will get back in and get caught up on things. And heck, you know, if you're tuning in now and maybe this is a month later after we release it or something, you know, hopefully we've provided topics for you to come back to and excite you. But, but yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it's odd. Like I just listen to podcasts literally every day when I'm going to work. I barely listen to music and now I'm listening to more music and, you know, less podcasts. So it's just, it's a weird, it's a weird time for me evolving that. But, but for those who are tuned in right now, whether you're in quarantine or hopefully we're out, uh, but either way, uh, we appreciate you listening. Yeah, we do. We're going to talk Mario. You know, we talked Sonic a few months ago and maybe we kind of did these out of order, but you can listen in whatever order you want. So that's really the beauty of, of how we've kind of designed this whole thing. But it does feel, you know, to the outside viewer, it does feel a little out of order, but, and we'll maybe get into this, but, uh, you know, I feel like Sonic was a little near and dear to your heart, and I played it too, and 
So for us, maybe it was a stronger connection, but we'll maybe we'll get into that and see how strong our connections to Mario are today. Well, and we had the movie, you know, the movie yeah, was coming true. out. So that is true. So you had to talk about it for the movie, and it was timely at the time. Yep. Why don't we uh, jump into some news? Sure. So my news um, was actually some recent stuff that was going on with the Switch. So as uh, most people probably know, the Switch is you know the the newest you know it's been out for a couple years now, but the newest system. And uh, Nintendo is actually remastering Super Mario's 35 year old catalog for the Nintendo Switch, bringing a massive collection of of games which could happen as early as summer. So there was thought that they would release some of this stuff through, um, what is it, GamerCon or, or um, um, E3 maybe? I forget what it was called. Yeah, E3. E3, that's what it was. So E3, like popular gaming thing. But that got canceled, so we'll see how that affects uh, everything. But but someone with knowledge on the Nintendo's plan said the 1997 Super Mario 64, the Super Mario Sunshine, 2007 Super Mario Galaxy, and 2013's a Wii U game Super Mario 3D World were among the titles that the company plans to re-release for the Switch later this year. The re-releases will likely be packaged as a special anniversary of collection of games, and uh, the collection is reportedly being released to commemorate that 35th anniversary of the original Super Mario Brothers, which launched in 1985. So I currently do not have a Switch, though I will say that I've heard really good stuff about uh, Super Mario Odyssey, which is a newer, newish game now, and some of the Mario games on there. This honestly intrigued me a little bit more, and while I don't need to buy another system... I do find myself considering it sometimes because the games are awesome. Well, I mean, I got to say, I'm not huge in the gaming, um, you know, new world. Yep. With the switches and all of those type of things. So I'm kind of on the other side of that. But, you know, if, if that inspires you to buy a switch, go for it, Justin. Well, yeah. I'll come and play. And I, I, I agree, and I think what is interesting is on the other side of things, you know, for people like you that maybe aren't into the newer games, the Switch actually is like, I mean, it has newer games for sure, but it also has a lot of these callbacks to older games that you grew up playing and these, like, historic franchises that just, yeah, but you know. Part of that is just you got to play it on, you know, the 8-bit or, you know. Sure, Sure. My my Super Nintendo Classic or the yeah. Sega Classic, like we played that one time. But right. you know, so some of that nostalgia just doesn't quite do it for me when it's on the yeah. newer system. So well, my news comes from and actually it was a, a story today from uh Koka, Kota Kotaku. Kotaku. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. I should know this because I took Japanese, but Kotaku is uh, how it's pronounced, and it's uh, basically a, a game reviewing website. And so they just ranked the uh, 
Mario Kart games from over the years. And so their, their list didn't include the arcade games just because there were so many of them and a lot of games that you and I haven't played or or even the the peep staff at Kotaku have played. So uh, they ranked the top nine, or well, really all, all the nine games, which interestingly, the Mario Kart series in itself is actually the uh, longest running kart series and best most uh, sold kart series throughout you know history of kart series games which i don't know that that really surprised me because i don't know how many quote-unquote kart series games there are but i mean do they consider racing games in that yeah i think so yeah because then 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 it really opens up because you got you know the more modern ones and forza and um, yeah, but some of the those are all very, very modern. So oh yeah, for sure, and that's why like they they won't be able to compare. Yeah. So number nine was Mario Kart Tour, which is actually a mobile game that was released last year, and I was a little disappointed to see that this was rated so low because I've actually really enjoyed playing this game. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I downloaded it maybe I don't know four months ago, three or four months ago. Okay. I've play, been playing it, you know, not nonstop, but it's on my regular rotation on my iPad to, to play, you know, the different levels. And it's kind of fun because you can play multiplayer against people. And, you know, it's it's a fun game. I, I've enjoyed it. I wouldn't say, you know, not that I've played all of these games, but I wouldn't say it's number nine for me. Yeah. But, yeah, that's uh, that's that's low. But, but you know, there's so much history in these older ones well and their their reasoning was for as long as it's taken them to release this you know mobile game it should be better was essentially their only downside of it like it wasn't like that was it a bad game or anything like that they were just like it's the most recent thing they released this should actually be better than it is so it's more than like the cons against it were really just like we don't like it because it should be better not that it was actually worse than all these other games so sure anyways so uh number eight was mario kart super circuit for the game boy advantage which was literally released in 2001 okay number seven was the mario kart wii that was released in 2008 yep six was mario kart excuse me super mario kart for the uh super nes in 1992 which was yep. the original uh, first release of the the Mario Kart series. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I guess I never pieced that together because I had that game for Super Nintendo, and I, I used to play that all the time with my sister. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it was um, fairly early in the existence of, and I'll get into that in the history, but fairly early. Now, the shocker to me of all of these, and again, I haven't played all of these games, but Mario Kart 64 for the N64 that was released in 1996 comes in at number five. Yeah, that's that's disgraceful. Yeah, they. I, I just, I, I mean, some of these other games must be really good then. Sure, So, yeah. So at number four, we have the Mario Kart for the DS, which came out in 2005 uh quickly through the rest of them mario kart 7 which 
was for the 3DS that came out in 2011. Two was Mario Kart Double Dash for the GameCube, and that came out in 2003. And then the number one was uh, Mario Kart 8, and technically they ranked Mario Kart 8 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So huh. Mario Kart 8 was for the Wii, and, and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was for the Switch. So that's their number one. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard, you know, I, I, I guess I'm kind of countering what I was saying earlier, but just, when I mean, that was a mobile game, but for something that's released for the Wii or the Switch, like the graphics are going to be better. The, you know, how the game and the racing works is going to be slightly tweaked to be a little bit better. There's not like story to it. So you're not judging it based off of that. These games are like, I don't know. Like it's hard to compare Mario Kart 64 uh, or was it 64, right? Yep. Yeah. Like it's hard to compare that to some of these new ones, even though you and I, may look at Mario Kart 64 as the classic game. Like, that's the game that everybody played, or at least I do. Yeah. And, like, when people talk about, you know, their the game systems that they maybe still have, like, if you have an N64, you better say you have Super Mario Kart. Like, you have to have... There's, like, Mario Kart, there's 007, and I'm trying to think of the, maybe Ken Griffey Baseball. Like, those are the ones that, like always seem to come up in conversation when I talk about, you know, N64. And I don't think Mario Kart is as iconic. I could be wrong, but I don't think Mario Kart right now is as iconic to the Mario franchise as it once was back in, like, 64 or whatever. Yeah, I, I'm totally there with you. I, I've got to be honest, I don't know that I even realized that Mario Kart had all of these other iterations since the N64 version. Yeah. Right. I mean, obviously I knew they were probably coming out with newer versions for these n- new systems, but that being said, the fact that I've probably only played 3 or 4 of them on this list is, you know, but I've played so much of of Super Mario or excuse me, uh Mario Kart 64. I think yeah. that that's telling, so. Sure. Cool. All right, well, should we uh, get into... Oh, no, sorry. Well, we've kind of already <laughs> done this, I guess, kind of, but well, not really. Yeah, we should probably unbury the lead. Yep. So, Justin, where do you stand on Mr. Mario? Yeah, so I mentioned this a little bit. So I... And we've talked a little bit about this in some of the other video game. Uh, we had that general video game episode, and then the... Um, the Sonic game, but I, my brothers or my older siblings, I guess you should say, um, had a NES. And so, you know, we used to play Mario. I would watch them play Mario. I, it wasn't like huge. I wasn't like big into gaming at that point, but you know, Mario was definitely in the, in the rotation for like best games that, and, you know, Paperboy and some other, you know, classic games that, you know, come to mind. But, but then uh, it really wasn't until I got so I had the N64. My my parents were divorced. I had the N64 at my mom's house, yeah. and then I had the Super Nintendo at my dad's house. And um, so Super Nintendo, I had two games, or I had a bunch of games, but two that that reminded me of my playing days. Actually, 
it was Mario Kart, and um, so I didn't re- again. I didn't realize that was the first one, but I used to play that game all the time. And then we had a later version, which was uh, or later game that I remember that was Yoshi's Island, and we played that a lot. And then um, on the N sixty four, it was Mario. It was sorry, Super Mario Kart or not Super Mario Mario sixty four. Mario Kart 64, and then, what is it, Super Mario 64, which was the 3D one, and uh, those were kind of like the the big games, that, and that's when I really started getting into gaming, was with those two systems, and honestly, with those games, they were, you know, just really impactful, like, it kind of got me into, you know, it's a little bit of strategy and side-scroller or whatever, but, but yeah, and then you know, after once I got an Xbox, I wasn't playing as much Nintendo games anymore because obviously I didn't have I, all the systems were old. So I kind of lost track with Mario since then. But uh, but yeah, that's kind of it's kind of my like background with it. Are you a regular of uh, Super Smash Brothers? Yeah. That doesn't that, that have so Mario? That was it. He, it does and. That was kind of in my heavy rotation with my buddies and I. We would play that. Um, so yeah, Mario, Luigi. I'm trying to think of the original characters in in Super Mario for N64. I think those might have been the only ones. Princess. Was Princess in it? I don't know if Princess was in it. Maybe she was. But yeah, so like, but they they've obviously made a lot of variations of Super Smash since then, and they've had probably every mario character involved yeah. at some point yeah. since then but um, but yeah i was a big fan of that though i would say that i was more of a nes guy than a uh mario or luigi but but yeah great game nonetheless what about you yeah i'm um you know i had all well i guess intro would be that super mario and brothers and one two and three were kind of my introduction so the actual Oh, Super Mario. No. What was the first game? Um, Super Mario Brothers? No, just Mario Brothers itself. Uh, so Mario Brothers itself, the arcade game, uh, yeah. I don't really remember playing at all. So it would have been, you know, Super Mario Brothers and 1, 2, and 3 I played. I would probably say 3 was my favorite. I wasn't a huge two fan so i was kind of either one or three and then obviously playing mario kart i didn't really ever get into the smash bros or anything like that so um and even the the super mario uh, 64 never really got into that uh, i'd played at friends houses but so i've played it before but not a you know regular user of that one because i think you know mario kart and like you said ken griffey jr baseball and and GoldenEye were just kind of the rotation when you were going through, you know, the N64 era as I was in high school yeah. and, and, you know, middle school and high school. So that's kind of where I come from uh, with Mario. And so let's uh, jump into some dropping knowledge. As we normally do, I am the history guy and Justin is a stats guy. Always going to start with the history. So... The history behind Mar- Mario was really started in the the early 80s. 
So Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, he actually created Mario while developing Donkey Kong. So Nintendo at the time was trying to develop a game to match Namco's Pac-Man. And Miyamoto, he originally wanted to create a game that was using Popeye, Olive Oil, and Bluto uh, as the characters, but they weren't actually able to get the licensing, so he had to create his own you know, characters. So Mario was actually originally named Jumpman, and, yeah. which interestingly, in the first iteration, he was not actually able to jump at all. So Miyamoto actually referred to Mario as Mr. Video because he was appearing in all of the video games that Miyamoto was creating at the time. Oh. Uh, the name Mario actually came from uh, Nintendo's U.S. warehouse, and the warehouse in the U.S. actually had a dispute with uh, the landlord of the you know space that they were renting, and the guy's name was Mario. And so that's where it's, it's believed that the name actually came from. Yeah, that's spectacular. So July 9th, 1981 was when Donkey Kong was released and Mario debuted as quote-unquote Jumpman. So in the game, Mario is actually a carpenter and he has a pet ape named Donkey Kong and he doesn't treat Donkey Kong well and everyone knows how that game plays out with, with an enraged Donkey Kong yeah. you know, throwing things. And I, I don't know if you're going to get to this, but I thought it was interesting that, you know, I'm just in my some of my research too, you never think of it this way, but in the first games, Mario's kind of a villain. Like he's he's kind of a bad owner of a monkey and yep. like is um like trying to get him and uh, like and the monkey's just trying to be his own thing and do his own thing. So it's just funny like how, you know, obviously he's like one of the greatest heroes in in video game history. Um, yet he was started as a villain. <laughs> yeah, so interestingly you say that in 1982, Mario actually makes his first official appearance as Mario, and this was in Donkey Kong Jr. And this is actually the only game that he's actually portrayed as the antagonist. Um, mm. And, you know, obviously the Donkey Kong, he's kind of the bad guy, but technically he's not really the bad guy. Yeah. Um, but Donkey Kong Jr., he is actually the antagonist and the bad guy so and then in in 1983 mario brothers is released and this featured mario and his younger brother luigi and they are portrayed as italian american plumbers a good amount of the game is actually set in the underground below new york city so i found it interesting that a lot of the graphical limitations of the time that they were creating these games actually helped shape the look of Mario, which kind of makes sense. But also, you know, there are certain things that they did that, you know, they could have gotten around if they, they didn't have these uh, technological graphical and technological uh, limitations. So they had the red overalls and blue shirt, uh, which he, you know, featured at the beginning of his kind of look. And this was to give contrast to the background. Uh, and then the red cap was added by Miyamoto. Uh, so he didn't have to draw the hair, for forehead, and eyebrows. And really it was mainly for the hair. Because when Mario jumped, he didn't want to have to animate the hair. Oh, really? Yeah. 
funny. Yeah, so the large nose that Mario features was added so that Miyamoto didn't have to draw any uh, of the mouth or facial expressions. Interesting. So then in, in 1985 was when Super Mario Brothers was re- released. And this is when Mario looks to save Princess Toadstool, which was later renamed Princess Peach. Uh, yeah. 85 was when it was released in, in Japan. And then, you know, a few year, years later, it was released in America. So 86 was when it was released in Japan. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 2 was released in Japan. Uh, with 88 being the American release. And then 88 was when the Super Mario Brothers 3 was released. And then 1990 was when it was released in America. We also saw in 1989, Super Mario Land was released. There was just kind of, I, I'm, I guess from a history perspective, I was just kind of picking and choosing some of the games that were being released throughout the time because there are just so many of them that uh, okay. it, it kind of was going to be hard to list them all. And, you know, so some of the more influential and impactful games, I think, were, were really the ones that I pulled out. So in 1990, Super Mario World uh, was released. And this was actually supposed to be a follow-up to Super Mario Brothers 3. It's supposed to take shortly, sh- place shortly after uh, Super Mario 3 concludes. And, yeah. Uh, Mario takes Princess Peach or Toadstool, however you want to refer to her, on a vacation, and then gets uh, she gets kidnapped by Bowser again. Like we mentioned earlier, 1992, Mario Kart, Super Mario Kart, excuse me, actually started the the Mario Karting series. 1993, Super Mario Brothers the movie, uh, starring Bob ha- Hoskins and uh, John. Lexemo, did you ever see this movie? Um, it sounds familiar. What year was this? Nineteen ninety-three. I vividly remember this movie. I, I'm like, I can picture it in my head. It's it's like yeah. really bad yeah. movie. Like, yeah, I'm. I just pulled up a picture of it, and it's uh, oh yeah, it's real bad. It's almost like um, the closest thing I could think of it is just think a comical total recall maybe would be a similar type of sure. feel and vibe to the movie oh my gosh i just looked pull up a picture of i think what it's supposed to be bowser and that is mm, yeah scary like awful scary <laughs> no or or is that goomba, goomba. that's supposed to be his goomba because bowser is um Oh, what's his name? Oh, shoot. Oh, no, it is Koopa. Sorry. Yeah. Dennis Hopper. Yeah, I mean, Ko- Dennis Hopper. Koopa, yeah, President Cooper is a Koopa. Yeah. Which is the original name of Bowser. But, oh, my gosh, that looks terrible, too. This is, I kind of want to go back and watch this movie now. This looks so bad. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's re- like there's images from this that I, I definitely saw it. Yeah, I've, I know I've watched it multiple times, so I, I don't know what that says about me and, and my <laughs> movie taste. But yeah. it's not. I mean, the thing is, it's it's a bad movie, but it's also like this is Mario. Like, it's kind of cool that it's Mario. 
And I, I mean, in the late nineties, it wasn't that bad of a movie in res- retrospect. Yes. Now it's <laughs> maybe, bad. Yeah, maybe. But, um, um, well, I mean, according to Google, 53% of people liked it. So yeah, that's more something. than half, more than half. So <laughs> In in 1996, Super Mario 64 marked Mario's 3D debut, and you talked about this Super Mario uh, 64. Yeah. Uh, in uh, 2002, Super Mario Sunshine for the GameCube came out, uh, and then in 2006, uh, New Super Mario Brothers actually went back to kind of that side-scrolling game, and they called this... Uh, 2.5D because they added depth to the characters so it looked like the characters were 3D even though you were kind of doing a side scrolling thing. I don't know if you ever played that game. I, I didn't even know it no, existed. I don't think I did. No. there's Like you said, there's so many of these and so many, honestly, like even you brought up the Sunshine game and I think that was a pretty big deal at the time but I don't know anybody that played it. I actually yeah. didn't know many people that had GameCube. No, it was same. kind of the yeah. third. That was when Nintendo started to kind of be the third player. Yeah, um, you really saw, you know, after the N sixty four, you saw this de- decline, and and really nobody, not nobody, but very few people were actually playing these games because Nintendo's gaming consoles were in a decline, and and so nobody right. really was had them until really I mean the Wii kind of was yep. the the closest you know thing to its resurrection and even then it wasn't really around Mario yep yeah I agree I mean it, it used to be not to dig too deep into this but you know you had and the N64 which was equal level if not bigger and more impactful than the PlayStation or you know the original Xbox and then what and but but after that point I think Nintendo's like with the GameCube was tried to stay competitive and it really it dropped but the Wii was really the reinvention of Nintendo gaming yeah. systems because they kind of said you know what we're going to be the we are the family system yep and we can't compete like they're never going to be able to compete graphically for whatever reason with these other ones they they're more of that, you know, fun, get the family together and play. And they've stayed with that. And that's why, you know, I've kind of grown out of that, but I, I probably will grow back into it when we have a family and all that and, and want a system that allows for that. Because the other ones aren't, they're just not built for the family stuff either. Right. Yeah, they're, they're too complex. Kind of too yeah, complex. for sure. Yeah. So in, in 2008, we, we did mention this game uh, in our Sonic episode, but Mario and Sonic Olympic Games was released. Yeah. And I thought that tied in actually nicely to the last date that I'll bring up, which was 2016. And the, the closing ceremonies of the uh, Olympic Games in Rio, and this was actually when they were tossing to what should have been the 2020 Tokyo Games, which is now going to be the 2021, hopefully, Tokyo Games. But yep. Prime Minister uh, Shinzo Abe, uh, he actually became Mario, and he used a warp pipe and then appeared in the middle of the stadium uh, in Rio to kind huh. of signify the uh, acceptance of the next 
you know, Olympic Games from Rio de Janeiro. That's funny. Yeah. And then the uh, the last, uh, you know, fun fact that I have is Mario Day is actually March 10th. And the reason behind this is because it basically looks like Mario spelled out. If you if it's M-A-R for abbreviation of March, M-A-R, and then one zero or M-A-R-I-O. <laughs> oh, people never cease to be creative in finding days of the year. Yeah. But you are correct. I just typed it out just to see for myself and it looks like Mario that's pretty funny well let me jump into some quick stats here before we get into the, the fun debates and whatnot. Um, but so I was trying to find some interesting stats on you know the franchise in general and, and there's still you know there's a lot of people guessing and whatnot of what it's worth now but there was uh, a study that found in in by 2011, the core Super Mario video games had grossed an estimate of 12 billion in sales. And they sold more than 600 million copies of Mario games, making it the best-selling video game franchise of all time. It's also the ninth highest-grossing media franchise of all time, with an estimated revenue above three, 36 billion. So there's um. There's a a lot. I mean, we're talking mostly about the video game, but there's other things, so much other. We we were talking about this earlier that there's rabbit holes you can kind of go down. Um, this is a little bit of a back in the day, so I don't know if you want to play the bit, but I can kind of jump in. Sure. So, for me, like obviously, I played the games. Um, you know, I was I was a big fan in the, in the earlier days for or my younger days I guess you'd say it was the early 90s but I also got really into comic books and and when I say comic books most people go like all right what you you know did you do the marvel did you do dc did you do like you know whatever I actually got into two types of comic books and one was Calvin and Hobbes which I was a big fan of and the other one I had these a couple mario comic books that was like it was like a best of Mario comics um, or Super Mario and it just like told stories from the games and like evolved the story a little bit and that was like one of my I was not a big reader but I loved reading those books I would read them by myself all the time when I was like you know in the mid 90s I think the book came out in like 1990 I think it was released and I mean so I don't know if it even was my book originally, but I remember reading it in, you know, mid to late nineties when I was, you know, a young kid in elementary school. I, I gotta say, I don't think I've ever heard of this. Yeah. Seen I, it? I, I, I don't wanna, think I've seen it ever. I it's, it's great. Cause it's very niche. And I found myself too, like the, the rabbit holes for this, especially, and I don't want to dig too deep into this, but there was another one, uh, have you, you are you aware of Game and Watch before? No, no. Pop culture, so, remember? So the, Come on, pop culture well, beyond me. Sure, yeah. But so Game and Watch was a, uh, I guess I would describe it as a video game system before a lot of these other systems, and so they actually it was like a D pad based 
uh, I think it might have, uh, don't fact check me on this, but I think it might have came uh, before the NES. And it was a handheld game that, you know, was, um, they had Donkey Kong, they had a Mario that came out for it. And like, for, for some reason, we had one of those too. And there's, I, I didn't expect to come across it. I didn't expect to think about the comic books either. But this topic, more than a lot of other topics, like there'd be an image of like the system or an image of the comic book. And it would just like open up this memory bank in my mind that I didn't even realize I had. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I remember this and I remember this. And I remember this. And there's something about Mario in general that like pulls me back to those things. And I'm sure there's a lot of people even, you know, more relevant to, to them just because I was in a nineties kid and the eighties kids were and, and earlier were really the ones that, you know, had Mario as their, you know, stomping ground back then. But so was, um, was the, this game and watch, was that like a precursor to game boy then? Is that kind of yes. what this is? Yes. Except it was like crazy simple. Um, so the way that graphics worked was like, and that's why there's like, there's actually in some of the newer super smash brothers, they have game and watch as a character. And basically he's this like guy that just the, you'd have to look at it. It's hard to explain, but the image would just like every motion was there already. And so it just, it looked like he's moving, but he's really just like, I don't know. It's really hard to describe people who, who play the game will maybe understand, but look it up and you kind of see it's very, very primitive handheld thing that was before Game Boy and you could only play one game per system like it was the Donkey Kong game that I remember we had it was this like ugly orange maybe ugly I don't know oh, orange color. okay okay and, I got um, and we used to have a couple of them and I think we had the Mario one I know we had the Donkey Kong one um, and I, I then ended up looking up the Mario one goes for like 200 bucks the Donkey Kong one is like 150 bucks. You can buy it online. So like, there's those actually like if you kept them, you held on to them. They're pretty cool, you know, valuable systems. But anyway, what went way back in the day for that. But but yeah, so really successful franchise. Mario's actually appeared in over 200 video games at this point. Uh, most of those he's been the star of them, but um, some of them he's you know been um, a little bit lesser so he actually makes appearances in some other games some of which I, I saw Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 what there's a cop yeah there's a copy of a game titled Italian Plumber Princess Rescue oh and and then Mario and Yoshi make an appearance in Metal Gear Solid <clears throat> and The Legend of Zelda um, as just kind of some odd ones that you know are just kind of crazy that they're a part of it. But uh, but yeah, so I wanted to look up to some of the top sold games. So as you probably expect, you know, Super Mario Brothers, 1985, that's the top one, 40.24 million games sold. Until recently, it was considered the best-selling game of all time, but it's uh, it was pushed to second place because of Wii Sports. And, you know, interestingly enough, both of those games... Um, if I I know for sure with Super Mario Brothers, but but with uh, the Wii Sports is both of them came with the system, and 
Um, so they kind of inflate it a little bit, but people were buying them because of these these games that were there. But yeah, so that, to round out the top five was Mario Kart for Wii uh, at 37 uh, million. New Super Mario Brothers 2006 was 30.8 million. New Super Mario Brothers for Wii was two th- uh, in 2009 was 30.3 million. And then Mario Kart DS uh, was 23.6. I was curious to also look at some of the favorite characters that people had. And so, you know, we'll often reference this, you know, but there's a site called Ranker that looks at, you know, pop culture things and has people, you know, almost take surveys on, you know, what their favorite of this or, you know, what their opinions on certain things. And Mario is the number one favorite by far. I mean, not a surprise, but number two is actually uh, Bowser or King Koopa um, as the, the second favorite. And the biggest shocker was that Bowser Jr. is the third favorite. Wow. And I like was baffled by that because, you know, more prominent characters like Yoshi, Luigi, yeah. uh, you know, Toad, Toad, those guys, you know, fell further down in this list. Princess Peach, like all those characters, like, you know, they're they're still prominent and they're still on this list is pretty high, but it just was interesting that of all the people bowser jr that just kind of shows out i maybe i'm dated and a lot of the new bowser jr stuff maybe is really good and i just haven't played those games hmm. but yeah so and then i wanted to throw in a couple miscellaneous stats too um so according to gamer fact surveys 71 percent of people who own the mario you know mario brothers or whatever have beat the game and half of those people consi- considered themselves conquering it, not just beating it, but like mastering it. That and was the first. That was, that was the first one. Yeah. Yep. You said seventy-one percent. Seventy-one percent who own the game claim to have beat it, and um, and half of those said that they conquered it. So not just beat it, but they actually, you know destroyed it and i I, i'm not in that right i'm not either but i also you know i mean you got a couple years on me but i i would feel comfortable saying like my brothers and maybe sister and maybe mom if she played a little bit probably beat the game but Um, here's the thing going back to what we talked about in our other video games that it's hard to beat some of these games because you have to start over at the beginning if you die. Right. Like, yep. there, there is no respawn point or, you know, a ton of lives or earning more lives. Like, you can't earn more lives, but, but you know, when you're done, you're done. Yeah. So, man. That's and that's a- why I think people have gotten so, like... And this is one of the, the best parts about video game history is that people, you know, today you can look up anything, right? Like you can be like, how do I beat this world? I'm stuck. How do I beat this? The communication between friends and finding these things and being able to like, oh, I heard this, that you could do this and find this secret level and do this. And and I'm just amazed by that. But people got so good at it that they, you know, 
it was just routine. They, I mean, they have speed runners that can, you know, play the game at like lightning speed now because they played it so much and now they can beat it in, you know, 15 minutes. But, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting, you know, how, how things have evolved that way. I do remember on that, that, I guess it's the second level, the cheat code to, or not cheat code, but basically you can run on the top of the screen and skip a bunch of levels. I wouldn't oh, say that's yeah. that's beating the game though. I would say that's cheating. So Well, I mean, is it though? I mean they put those things in. They're not necessarily glitches, though I guess they they kind of are. Um there I speaking of which, there's I actually my next stat said there are two hundred and fifty six glitched levels in Super Mario Brothers. So I don't know if, what constitutes glitched if it's intentional or not sometimes you know easter eggs are a big part of it and how you know people will put different things in games that aren't necessarily supposed to be there but add so much like culture to the gaming but yeah i'm not i'm not sure but but yeah so and then my last spot uh, which i thought was kind of crazy given the world we're in right now is that super mario brothers only takes up 256 kilobits <laughs> that's a great stat <laughs> that is just wild we are in a different world now yeah yeah let's see 256 kilobits wondering how much our last podcast recording was Oh, it was uh, 102 megabytes. Was our, All right. our audio podcast. <laughs> that's that's crazy. That's what I, I just it's it's wild. And and the fact that people still will go back to it and play it. As simple as the game was, it was it was just good. It was just good. But why don't we uh, why don't we jump into some friendship test? We just become best friends. Yep. So Justin, before we even jump in here, I, I was looking at some of these comic photos that you, you know, mentioned that you looked up or you know yep. looked at when you were younger, and it reminded me that you could become a raccoon in Super Mario Brothers Three. Yep. Yeah. And so it immediately because sometimes I would go through Super Mario 3 and think oh there's a there's a you know f- uh, fire power flower or whatever I don't know what the name is or I could become a raccoon and yep. it's always it was always a debate for me if I wanted to become a raccoon or I wanted the fire power yep which way did you want to go normally oh I mean, raccoon has got to be up there. I mean, you can fly, and you know, once you get the flying power, you typically can get access to new areas. You know, so I I would say that the raccoon was always probably my favorite, and you know, the fire power is great. It's like a classic, but I would I would go with the uh, I would go with the raccoon. What about you? Yeah, I think I think I might. It's a hard one. I I would always like the little leaf or whatever. I don't know if it's a raccoon tail or whatever's like falling down and it's slowly falling down to you. 
And it's like this debate of like, should I get it? Should I not get it? Should I get it? And I think more often than not, I would not get it because I like the firepower so much. I I knew you could get to these like secret levels by flying and everything, but like that kind of took some of the fun out of the game to me, like flying over everything and like skipping everything. It's like, yeah, yeah. Then why play the game? That was kind of mine. That's a part of it. Nah. Nah. Go kill everybody. Go kill all the (laughs) Goombas or the whatever. Yeah. That's that's funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I there's there's nothing wrong with your little firepower, but yeah, I, uh, I I think I'd prefer the raccoon. Well, what's what's your your favorite game? We talked a little bit about what we played, um, and so that might lead to this question. But what's your favorite, or what you may even think is the best game that you can remember? You know this uh, this list that I read off has me you know rethinking my choice here the fact that it yeah. listed mario kart 64 so low like i almost feel ashamed that i'm even going to say mario kart <laughs> 64 yeah uh but well if th- it makes you feel any better mario kart 64 according to the top selling list is number 19 so that's not like terrible of the you know how many games are he listed here 83 games yeah it's so it's still not, not not top five yeah yeah fair yeah i i mean i'm gonna have to go with mario kart 64 it's it's one that i could go i mean the fact that i'm i'm playing mario kart on my ipad is because of mario kart 64 now yep. nothing else like if they came out with a new Super Mario Brothers. I don't think I would play it on my iPad, but I'm playing Mario Kart 64, or I'm playing Mario Kart Tour because sure. of Mario Kart 64. Yeah. So I, I actually do. I didn't think I'd, this would come up, but I actually do kind of have a hot take on this. So, like I said earlier, and we we both kind of agreed, if you have an N64, you kind of have to have Mario Kart. And so we did, and that was fine. I was actually more of a Diddy Kong Racing fan. You told me that. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Yeah. And I I just, there was just more to it than, I, I don't know. Like, it just felt like there was a story you could kind of ride around. There was more, like, Mario Kart was strictly about racing your friends. And it was good. It was good. But, like, Mar- or Diddy Kong Racing, like, had this, like, element of storytelling. There was, like, hidden stuff. I don't know. It just – I actually preferred that over Mario Kart. And and nothing against Mario Kart. I just thought that Diddy Kong Racing was better. You don't go to um, a racing game to, for the story. Well, you can still do the racing. That's the thing. Like, Mario Kart 60 or 64 was just a little hollow. It was just, you know, it was only about that multiplayer experience where – you know sometimes you just want to play by yourself and it's not as fun to play that game by yourself whereas diddy kong racing it's great in my opinion but anyway i think for me the number one game um when i really thought about it was really super mario 64 i you know super mario 3 was great that was in consideration i thought that you know obviously a classic but just you know a really good game and then i mentioned yoshi's island 
um, is up there. Though Yoshi Island, I looked that up. That was number forty-five on the best-selled games. Hmm. Um, so not not super popular, but I, I enjoyed it. But yeah, I would say Super Mario sixty-four. I just think it it was that really first success with the three D gaming. Yeah, and you know the removal of the side scroller and and it just like there's some really cool elements with it. I don't know how it's aged. I actually played it mostly through my DS, which is odd, but but yeah, I I kind of really enjoyed uh, Super Mario 64. That was kind of my favorite. Hmm. I I honestly don't even I I know I played it, but I don't remember what the objective is. Just to get the stars? Is that what it is? Yeah, you have to collect all the stars and kind of go through the worlds and you know, it's similar in in concept to a side scroller t- traditional one, but you know, there's these stars that you're trying to collect by doing different things. And then I forget if you're like, why you're collecting the stars or whatnot, but yeah, that's what I, don't I, know, I remember. I don't remember. <laughs> remember that being a great game, but tied to that though, you know, I know you said the cart is your favorite game. Like, do you think that's the best franchise or best series within Mario? Like, you know, you think, you know, Mario Brothers, Mario Party, Mario Kart, you know, do any of them, you know, would you give the best series to Kart still, or or do you think it's a little bit different? Um, I don't know. I, it's hard. It's really hard because I'm just not a Nintendo guy anymore. So yeah, it's hard to even say because I'm not a big you know Mario Party or you know Smash Brothers those type of games um so that's it's hard um i i mean i would i think just the Super Mario Brothers as a franchise just strictly those 3 games have to be the 3 best overall yeah. games that they have so yeah. i guess just the traditional is what i'd probably yeah. go with yeah, I think I'm actually with you on this one. It's hard you can't really argue too much against it. I, I put in party there too, just because we 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 haven't really talked about it, but it is one that some people just love. Like it, that's that's the game that they, you know, love. Yeah. But uh but yeah, I, I would probably agree with you on brothers. Yeah. All right. So in terms of the uh quickly the um characters Who's your favorite sidekick? I would probably go Yoshi. Yep, same. Yep, he's just he's just great. Yeah, cool. What uh, about favorite villain? Uh, hmm. I mean, it's hard. Honestly, if I'm going with with just purely off of Mario Kart, it's probably Wario. Yep, because I'm probably playing with Wario more than I'm playing with any of the other villains. Yep. Yeah, I I always for some reason I always liked Wario in some of these games, um, and so I liked him. I think I'm actually gonna go with Boo though. Ooh. Hmm. I, I I think Boo kind of transcends. Like obviously has been involved with Mario forever, and um and just as kind of a a cool character. Um, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Boo. All right, who are you, in in your racing with Mario Kart? Who are you picking? Which character? I think I was mostly Yoshi. 
I don't know if I had a specific one that I was always, you know, Wario was one that I would venture to in Mario Kart, and that's why I started to like him a little bit. But he is a little bit of a bruiser and less speed. Yeah. Um, Yoshi's kind of a relatively balanced, if I remember correctly, relatively balanced, a little bit faster. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think uh, Yoshi was probably my, my, my go-to. Yeah. So I was a Toad guy. Uh, oh, I, I loved, speed. Yeah, I loved going speed. and uh, No control, but he's got speed. Yeah, no size. You know, could easily nope. be bounced out by anybody. But uh, he's probably my, my go-to. I would just, you know, speed away from everybody. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I think let's jump into some delusional thinking now that we're talking about, you know, racing and whatnot. All right, Brian. So would you rather watch a Fast and Furious movie <laughs> starring Mario Kart characters okay, or watch a Mario Kart movie starring Fast and Furious characters? Yeah. So here's my question. Is the Mario Kart movie, is that animated? I would think that the Mario Kart movie is a live action okay. type movie. Okay. And I would think the Fast and the Furious movie is car I guess cartoon. Sorry if I that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So the Mario Kart would be basically in real life and the Fast and the Furious would be a cartoon version. Because you have to star those or, characters. Or, well, but I guess is it is it real life with cartoon? You know, um, I'm trying to think of instances like the. Well, you could like the like Detective Pikachu, where yeah. it's like a cartoons in yeah yeah. That, I mean, I guess it could be that. It, it can be however you construe it uh, or or think about it. I I view it as you kind of are doing Fast and the Furious. But, but animated. You know, you're in the animated, you know, like in a video game. Almost. Yeah, see, so I think that would change what I would really, I would look for a movie similar to there was that one episode of The Simpsons where, you know, he becomes kind of this three dimensional, Homer yep. becomes this three dimensional character in the real world. And that's how yeah. I would be interested to actually see this Fast and the Furious movie with the Mario Kart characters which interestingly enough did you know that you can you, you can actually go Mario Kart karting through the streets of Tokyo or I think it's Tokyo no yeah was it little go-karts and yeah. just kind of riding yeah. around yeah huh yeah. that's pretty cool I, I believe a mutual friend of ours has actually done it oh that's the reason I know it's I, I think it's in Tokyo. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so I'm going to have to go with the Fast and the Furious movie because, and I'm just picturing it as a Fast and the Furious movie with these animated, yes, but they're still in, you know, real life. I mean, you can do anything with graphics these days. So essentially, yeah, Vin Diesel and, and I guess The Rock now and, uh, Paul Walker, may he rest in peace, can all, you know, 
be the Mario characters. So okay, so you're you're seeing if I understand you correctly, because this this question can get a little confusing. You are watching the Mario Kart movie starring. No, 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 no. I'm going the other oh. way around. Fast and the Furious with Mario Kart characters. Fast and okay. Furious movie. Starring so in that Mario. scenario, you have Mario playing Mario, and no Vin Diesel, and no. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, essentially, okay. I'm saying that those people, those those characters that are being played in Fast and the Furious are animated Mario's, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, all right. I, I see what you're saying. Like Homer Simpson I, into the real world. Okay. Mario into the real world is, is what I'm looking for. Okay. I, I'm going to go the other way for this. And because I really want to see, you know, and I'm, I'm not a huge I guess I should preface. I'm not a huge Fast and Furious fan. I might have mentioned that in a previous episode, but um, I've seen you know bits and pieces of the movies and whatnot. But I know the actors, and I know Mario, and I know Mario Kart, and I think it would be really funny, and and also really terrible, to recreate Mario Kart with those guys as the actors. Yeah. You know, uh, Vin Diesel as Mario. Yeah. Like, and. The Rock as Wario, or like you know whatever it ends up being, like I think that would be really funny. And and again, kind of similar to what you said, like I think with with a little bit of the you know Ugh. the editing and some other stuff you can do, it's still going to be them, but it's going to be really funny. And yeah, I, I just, shoot, man, you got me rethinking now. Yeah, because now that I'm thinking about like. Vin Diesel and and The Rock squished into these carts. Yep. Wow. I think it would be awesome. Now the only thing you wouldn't necessarily cuz I'm thinking Fast and the Furious of like explosions and like all of those type of things. Yep. You wouldn't get that in your movie. No, you, you'd get you'd, still... you'd get banana peels and spinning yeah. out. You'd, yes, you'd get some animations there that would be, you know, in a, you know, real life kind of adaptation of it. I don't think you'll get big explosions like you said, but you still get the racing, you still get the intensity of, of it, and you have these, like, really iconic actors and actresses that are now playing these cartoon characters. I just, I don't know, it it's bound to fail, and but also be a, a cult film and I think it would be pretty great I, I mean I almost think that even just making a Fast and the Furious movie with go-karts would be amazing like it's <laughs> it almost right it's, it's almost right in the middle where it'd be yep. you know the action packed Fast and the Furious but they're in go-karts Yep. And, you know, maybe they have three balloons as their lives. Yeah, I think that would be realistic, you know? I feel like it has to be true to the game. Yeah, so. wow. Hmm. All right. I, well, I don't, yeah, I, I think I'm I, still, I, I don't really know where I'm going. I, I guess you almost swayed me, but not really, because I'm like, I want to make my own movie now. <laughs> well... You you if anybody can Brian you can I I yeah. believe you can okay 
I'm going to, um, right after we get off this call, I'm going to call Vin <laughs> Diesel and yep. let's see what he can do. Just, you know, send him a script. I mean, he's got time on his hand. Why not? Quarantine, <laughs> Fast and the Furious cart version. Yes. Why not? Well, I think we've we've hit a point where we're a little delusional and it's time to end this thing. So, um, but if you've tuned in, you know, if you're listening to these episodes in, in quarantine or out of quarantine or whatever it is, we do appreciate it. Um, you know, throw throw a, a like at any of you know Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and um, you know, don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify, or really wherever you you guys are watching or, or watching listening to your podcast. Um, yeah, cool. All right. Well, until next time on the Quest for One Hundred. Thank you.